Hello. We are Sam and Grace, and we are so excited that you have joined us today for our portion of the exquisite event. Before we start, we just want to thank Rachel and the staff at the Ohio Wedding Collective for putting together this event today. Today, we are going to talk about timeline creation. Even though it's a huge task, it actually ends up really saving your wedding day. It makes sure that you can capture all the moments that are important to you. We want to equip you with the skills to make a timeline that actually works so that when you work with a photographer or a wedding planner, you get all of the details and it really is a plan that actually works. Yeah, so what we're going to do is we are going to give you uh, all of the best questions that you need to ask to make the right timeline. We're going to talk through the four biggest time sinks at a wedding, uh, which don't ever get enough time planned. And we're also going to give you a bunch of helpful tips that couples don't think about when they're planning their timeline. Um, and we're also including with this an awesome worksheet that we made that will help you build your own timeline. Uh, and we'll talk through that at the end here, too. So we hope this is helpful to you. Before we get into that, though, we wanted to introduce ourselves a little bit more. We are Sam and Grace Photography, which means basically that we are a full-service wedding photography and cinematography company in Columbus, Ohio. We travel all over the state to capture love stories, and we can't wait to possibly capture yours. We also love telling business stories, especially mm -hmm. through years like this that have been really tough on everyone, including small businesses. I am Grace, as I said before. I am the photographer and client manager of our business. I am definitely the extrovert of our duo, and um, I like to capture moments between people for their memories rather than just portraits. Yeah, and I'm Sam. I am our cinematographer and our business process. You gave me that title, business process dreamer. <laughs> uh, that just means I think about our systems too much, and I spend more time making our systems better than I probably should. But so. it's really important. Yeah, so we are a. Uh, we've got a whole bunch of boys in this family. We've got three boys, six and under. We also have a cat named Anna. Who may or may not make an appearance during this she video. She will probably just randomly appear behind us at some point. Uh, but what makes us unique, I think, as a business is we just really love to get to know our clients. Um, we want them to feel like they're our friends when, when people book us. And it's really important for your, for your most intimate moments being captured uh, that you're comfortable with the people that are capturing them, that there's not some kind of t weird tension between you and the people behind the camera. So... We feel like when we can get to know our clients really well, that uh, kind of breaks that down and it makes it a lot easier for them to be comfortable and just be with each other and be in the moment and uh, let us capture their story uh, and their love on camera. All right, so we are going to talk about creating a wedding timeline. So you have seen the blogs, you have seen social media, you probably have a Pinterest board. Some of you, like my wife pointed out to me, uh, was the case for her, have been planning your wedding literally since kindergarten. So you have put a lot of thought into this. Uh, and you might be a DIY couple. You might be planning a lot of this yourself. You want to have it all. 
Um, and you might have hired your photographer and your cinematographer based on hours, which is what we do. Um, a lot of photographers do. Um, not so much hiring them for an entire day, but a specific set of hours. So if so, this timeline is important and this presentation is definitely for you. So a couple quick notes before we jump in. Uh, we're not going to create a full timeline right now, but we will show you a sample. Uh, and we have a mock-up sample pre-filled out in the worksheet that we're going to give you. And then another note is this is, would not be the same as a full wedding planner timeline that your wedding planner would make, um, which would be all-inclusive and a work of art and, uh, and amazing. But a quick shout-out for planners. So we're talking about wedding planners. That's not the same as a venue coordinator or planner. Um, they typically, they work for the venue, not for you. Uh, they're still definitely helpful and they're an awesome representative between you and the venue. But we love when we get to work with wedding coordinators that you hire too. Uh, so there's so many clients that have told us that they loved having a planner. It took so much stress off of their day. Um, they handle the timeline for you. They make this timeline. Uh, and they make sure all the stuff that you want gets captured. Um, they'll be your best friend. They'll actually save you money, believe it or not. Um, and they're going to make sure that all of your vendors are all totally in sync on your wedding day. So we would definitely uh, suggest that you consider hiring a planner. We're actually doing this webinar because we end up playing the role of planner so often. Uh, and we love it when couples hire awesome planners who do it even better than we do. So we are not wedding planners. <laughs> so consider that uh, it'll literally free you up to actually enjoy the day that you're investing so much time and money into and all of your vendors will love you for it. So that said, we're going to jump in and we're going to talk about building a timeline. So your wedding planner will work through this with you if you have one or your photographer will and your vending coordinator um, if you don't have a planner. We're going to jump right in. Yes. So these are the questions that you should start with before you begin building your timeline. The first one is, what, what time is sunrise and sunset? The reason why you need to ask these questions is because you want to make sure your lighting is optimal for the specific times of the day that you want the lighting to be. So if you plan your wedding ceremony to happen outside, but it's after sunset, then you have to change the way your lighting is, or you might want to consider changing the location of your ceremony. Number two, when do you want to eat? Believe it or not, a lot of brides and grooms forget to eat or don't make time in the timeline. You have to take care of yourself or you will be so miserable we've by the end of the night. We've seen too many couples forget to eat and everyone's reminding them to do it the entire time and they still somehow don't eat. Yeah, even breakfast, even lunch. Think about that as you're planning your day because you will forget, especially the bride. The groom will probably enjoy lots of eating, That's but brides take, brides take a lot of time to get ready and get perfect for their day. The next question is, when are the ceremony and reception? As funny as it is, when you go to make your timeline creation, it's great to start with those and then to work out from those because that is a huge part of the building block and structure of your day. You can't really change those if you've already set them in place. So everything else can kind of change around it. 
Are the ceremony or reception indoors or outdoors? This isn't as important for the timeline creation, but it's really important for thinking about communication with your photographer, your cinematographer, and lots of other vendors. It changes the way the lighting works, sound works. Um, it's very, very important. The next one is, will you be doing a first look? Not everyone knows what a first look is. So I'll just give you a quick idea of what that is. A first look isn't when you are walking down the aisle and see each other for the first time. A first look is a private, intimate moment between a bride and a groom before the ceremony that the photographer and cinematographer would capture. It is a beautiful moment because it relieves all the stress of the day, all the anxiety, and from that moment on, you really get to just float through the day. Um, some people want to do it and some don't, but having a first look can change the way the timeline is made and how the day flows dramatically. Because if you have one, you can move all the portraits and everything as much as you want before the ceremony and save a ton of time between the ceremony and the reception start time. Next, do you want images of all of the details of your day or just specific parts? If you want a wedding documented like a magazine that has all of the details stylized, doesn't miss a thing, you're looking at a lot more hours needed from a photographer and a cinematographer for your day. If you really only want to capture your portraits and a couple moments of the core parts of your day, then you're looking at a lot less time. So that really helps gauge how much time you should be hiring your photographer and cinematographer for your wedding day. Will there be a cocktail hour? As funny as it sounds, not everyone decides to have one. And because of that, guests are in limbo between the ceremony and whenever the photos stop after that. Um, this is tough for the couples, but it's something to consider because if there's no time put in there, um, then you really won't have time for any photos taking place after the ceremony. You would literally just be diving straight in to the, to the reception. Mm -hmm. The next one is, do you want sunset portraits as a couple? Um, for us, this is like huge part of our system. Sunset portraits are gorgeous. And then the film that Sam would capture is absolutely stunning. Um, this is a beautiful thing. And most of our couples really desire it. We encourage you to think about that um, before you plan out the rest of your day to make sure you have some time to get away and uh, get some pictures taken during the, some of the most beautiful light of the day. Next do you want to capture a send-off? Um, a lot of couples have send-offs at different times during the day. Some have it after the ceremony as they're leaving. Some have it at the end of the reception, right before they head off um, to their hotel or to honeymoon land. <laughs> um, it really depends on the couple and therefore you need to make sure you are communicating it in your timeline or with your planner or vendors about when you want that to happen. Um, some also choose to have a 
fake send-off where before all of their guests start trickling out from the reception, they decide to do a really beautiful big send-off that they can capture for memory's sake. Um, and then everyone goes back inside to finish the party unless they would prefer to head home. Um, so this is a great opportunity also for your grandparents to not feel like they're going to miss any core moments if they're tired and they need to get home. And then the last big question is, when and where will you be greeting guests? Greeting guests, especially if you have 300 guests, can take a very long time if you want to talk to everyone. Um, so you have to consider, will you be greeting them um, after the ceremony in a receiving line? Will you be releasing them row by row? Or would you prefer to just wait and chat with all of the different tables during your reception? It is truly up to you, but it changes the way time flows a lot. Yeah, another question uh, that you definitely want to ask is, what is the actual drive time from your first location to your second location? And what is the actual drive time from your second location to your third location? Because we have, there's been a lot of times that we've seen uh, a couple will say something like, oh, it's just five minutes up the road. And it's really like a 20 minute drive. And that doesn't help you when you're planning a timeline to just underestimate times of things. Uh, it doesn't help anybody. It just sounds better. So if you want to make a realistic timeline, you need to actually be looking up these drive times and really add on, and our worksheet will help you do this automatically, but really add on a little bit of buffer time to that and add on extra time to get yourself packed up and out the door. Because people like me, uh, when people like her say, it's time to go, it takes me another 10 minutes to actually go. Uh, and so <laughs> if you don't account for that stuff with your time, uh, you can you can find yourself losing a bit of time there on your wedding. So next up, we are going to talk about the dreaded time sinks. These are not dreaded things. These are some of the most awesome parts of your wedding, but um, we have to plan for them appropriately, like, like I was just talking about. So we want to definitely know realistically how much time these things are going to take. Uh, we don't want to underestimate them. And we just want to make you aware of what kind of for us, in our experience, what the biggest time sinks have been. So the first one is hair and makeup. Always. Hair and makeup always <laughs> takes longer than you plan it to. And it's not really anybody's fault. It's just you're making yourself look awesome and you're paying a lot of money for it. And the experience is, is fun and awesome. Uh, and, you know, the bridesmaids are having an awesome time. Uh, but it always takes longer than they plan for. And usually what happens is the bride starts getting really stressed out because they're 30 or 40 minutes or even an hour behind all of a sudden right at the start of their day. And she's thinking, oh my gosh, what do we do? We're now, we're an hour behind. And you can see that in the bride's face when we're taking pictures and video. So we're trying to calm her down. The bridesmaids are trying to calm her down. The hairstylists are going, oh, I'm trying to do their job faster, but still do a good job. So we want you to think about that and plan the right amount of time for your hair and makeup to be done. Um, because we seriously have seen almost, almost every single wedding, I think. There have been some times where it was really well planned for, but almost every wedding we've done, the hair and makeup took longer, at least a little bit longer than they planned. Sometimes a lot longer. Uh, so you definitely have to plan for that. 
Um, do it's you have usually a- around 45 minutes. And so we usually tell couples to plan for an extra hour on their hair and makeup because it's almost never done on time. And if you do that, um, worst case, if you get done quicker than that, you'll have some more buffer time for the rest of your day to relax and enjoy your day and talk to people. Um, but if you don't do that, you could end up having to cut stuff out of your day so that you can get to your ceremony on time or, you know, anything like that. So definitely a big one. That's probably the biggest one that you should think about. Um, the next big time sink we just talked about is just driving to and from each location. Um, you just, you can't underestimate that. You can't say it's five minutes down the road when it's a nine minute drive and it's, there's going to be stoplights and it's going to take you five or 10 minutes to get yourself out the door with all of the stuff and bags and things you're taking. So don't underestimate drive time. We recommend you add at least two minutes of buffer onto the actual drive time that your map app says it is. And then you should add, really should add another 10 minutes on to just getting yourself out the door. Um, you will not regret doing that. No way. Um, another time sink is cocktail, not so much cocktail hour. Um, although we have seen sometimes maybe if there's something going on, the venue might take a little bit extra long to flip the room around or something, but more so with cocktail hour, the time sink part just is the, what we're doing. And that's trying to take all the family portraits and then doing bridal portraits. So like Grace recommended, if you do a first look, that really cuts down on that time because you get to get a lot of those pictures before the ceremony. But um, either way, you just want to make sure you plan enough time with your photographer or your planner to to get the photos you want of your whole family and your with your portrait list that you have. And then if you're going to get out and do pictures of the bride and groom or if you're going to end the bridal party um, – you just want to make sure you plan for that well so you can get the awesome pictures and video that you want, but so that your guests are also, uh, they know what's coming next and they're not wishing they could leave or starving or not knowing what to do. So, uh, definitely plan enough time for that. That's definitely one of the big time sinks. Um, the first look is not a, I did that wrong on the notes. It's not a time sink. It's a time, huge time saver. It's just a note. If you, like I said, if you add a first look, that really helps slim down the time of the cocktail hour and some of the portraits later, if you're willing to do that. And we get it. Not a lot of, not everybody likes to do that. A lot of um, brides want their groom or a lot of grooms want to see their bride for the first time when she comes down that aisle. And it's super emotional and powerful and awesome. And we're all for that, but we really like first looks too because of the time saver. And I don't know if you said this before. I think you did, but it really, we just see the stress just like immediately drop off when the bride and groom who have been apart for this whole day so far, and you've been working so hard and there's so much, there's just a lot of uh, anticipation on this day. We just see that when the first look happens, the bride and groom stress just drops so low and they just become so much more at ease about the day. Uh, so that's another reason we totally, totally, uh, encourage you to think about doing a first look. Um, another big time sink is moving the bridal party. So we have kids. And so to parents, when you say this, they're probably like, oh yeah, I can identify with that. If we say (laughs) it's time to go, like we need to leave and get somewhere. 
it takes forever to get our kids, <laughs> especially in the wintertime, bundled up and shoes and buckled, make them get back out of the car because they forgot to go to the bathroom first. And they will, without a doubt, have to go to the bathroom as soon as we start driving. So your bridal party, I mean, probably isn't kids, but it, in a way they kind of, it's kind of will feel that way. So your bridal party is going to have fun. Uh, they might be a little bit tipsy. Uh, they might not, but either way, they're going to have a lot of fun. They're going to be hanging out, relaxing, trying to help you. Uh, and it's just, we've seen so many times, like I was saying, even with the drive time, it's time for you to go. You only have 10 minutes to get down the road. Uh, and one of the bridesmaids is missing. Where did she go? We have to leave. Uh, and then you find them, but then wait, where's our car keys? Who has our car keys? We actually were at a wedding one time uh, where one of the people in the bridal party took the groom, the bride and groom's car keys, and they were stuck at their ceremony spot at the cocktail hour when everyone was waiting for them at the reception. So we had to drive them in our car to a gas station because we were out of gas too, <laughs> and then take them to the reception because somebody grabbed their keys. So uh, that's the thing we always just mention to our couples is make sure nobody grabs anybody's keys trying to be helpful. We've also had bridesmaids take our keys too. <laughs> and then we were late and couldn't get somewhere on time to get some pictures, but uh but someone's always behind in the group. Even if so not, drive times aside, even literally just like okay, we got these pictures done. Now we're going to take the bridal party to that wooded tree line there on the edge of this golf course. That takes like 20 minutes because one of them's missing. One of them's on the other end of the venue just talking to a random person, and you just have to plan for that. So we uh, that's a huge time sink. You just need to plan for the, uh, moving the bridal party. Is uh, It takes a lot longer than you would think it would, even if it's just moving them from one place to the other. We do encourage you to have your best man or your maid of honor kind of have a – that's part of their job in our mind is to kind of corral – the group throughout the day and make sure they're where they need to be when they need to be. So we would encourage you to talk to your maid of honor and best man beforehand. Give them that heads up too. Let that lay that expectation out. So those are the big time sinks. Uh, we hope that helps you. We really think you should really adequately plan for those because we've seen so many times there's just so much unnecessary stress that the bride, especially the bride feels because they didn't plan enough time for those things. And we've seen it so many times that we think it was, we think it's very worth sharing with you. Um, and now Grace, Grace is going to talk to you about just a bunch of the questions that we get a lot in regard to your timeline. Yes. So I take the questions that I ask my clients and they fill out. I take those answers and I make a timeline, which is similar to what we're going to go over um, today. And I get a lot of pushback often because it takes a lot of people off guard when they um, see the amount of time it takes to do each thing. So I'm going to go through some of these questions. They're a little bit fun um, to tell you about how much time it takes and how much time you should really be planning for your wedding day coverage. Um, so first, how many hours do you really need to have someone cover your wedding day? For every aspect of your wedding day, from hair and makeup to send-off, 
if you want to capture all of that, especially the little minute details or the beautiful centerpieces that you've made for each individual table, you need a 10 hour coverage day for your wedding at minimum. The more you have invested in your wedding, the more hours you will want. Um, we've even seen some photographers that come and are hired to stay for 12 hours to make sure that each thing is stylized like an editorial magazine. Are you okay with missing the little details? Um, if so, that's great. The eight hours that a lot of photographers run at in their um, packages is going to work great for you. Next, or you just want to cover the core moments of your day. You want the ceremony, some family portraits, and maybe just a few moments from the reception. Then at that point, one to four hours works depending on how much you want covered. Um, just realize like one hour would probably get you your ceremony and your family portraits, and that is it. Um, you won't have the beautiful candids of you between the bride and groom. Um, between the couple, bride and groom, you two, um, if that would be more like a micro or elopement in that case. So um, you definitely want to think that through. Not all photographers offer less than eight hours of coverage because it ends up taking their entire day to be blocked off for capturing a wedding day. So usually you're going to see photographers who are looking for full coverage for weddings unless they offer micro or elopement packages. Um, we have started offering those because of how crazy COVID has hit so many people and with so many people choosing to have at home, backyard, or minor little elopements for their day but still wanting to have gorgeous portraits, um, we have worked with them so that they can still have beautiful portraits and films of their smaller days. And then finally, how much time do we really need for each part of the day? I mean, I could get my dress on in like five minutes. Or, you know, I could probably do a first look with my father in three minutes. Believe it or not, we have totally had these conversations before. Um, and it's just impossible from switching gears to going to find the father who usually has no idea where you are or what he's supposed to be doing at the moment um we have to find him bring him over get everything situated it takes probably five to ten minutes just to get it situated so uh and with dresses we have had zipper malfunctions we have had problems getting buttons on that should have been easy to get on where it took 30 minutes to get one button buttoned. <laughs> so you really do have to plan and trust your photographer, trust your planner, especially. They are the best tools in your tool belt when it comes to figuring out how the timeline goes. Sam's going to talk a little bit about hair and makeup <laughs> now. Yeah, so we already kind of hit on this, but just always assume hair and makeup is going to take longer than you and the artist plan um, because it does. Uh, and like we said, you should always include time for vehicle travel. You don't want to say it's five minutes down the road if it's longer than that. You should add a few minutes of buffer and then you should add minutes to get you packed up and boarded up. 
because that really will save you stress. And like I said, worst case is you're just going to have some extra time to chill and talk to people, which just means you get to enjoy your wedding day more and not be as stressed. So planning better makes you less stressed. Um, we are going to talk about a couple pro tips. I think those were technically pro tips, but, um, <clears throat> so like I talked about a minute ago, you want to include time for walking to a spot and getting set. Nothing takes five minutes on the timeline worksheet that we're giving you along with this. Um, it'll suggest that too. You should never make anything budgeted for five minutes because even if you think it will, it'll really probably take at least 10 minutes and 10 minutes is probably pushing it. So, and remember, like I said, the bridal party moves slowly, even when you tell them to move and hurry up. So, and you have to try to find them all. Um, include a little buffer time before and after the ceremony for wardrobe malfunctions um, and just to get a breath of fresh air and to have moments alone with your partner. We, uh, when we're doing photography or video, we like to try to give moments throughout your day where you can be alone together and just kind of take in the fact that you're married and we kind of stand off with our zoom lenses and let you just have a minute. Uh, but we totally encourage you to at least get some kind of time before and after your ceremony to just, uh, ground yourself and, and do what you need to do to, to be in the right mindset for everything that's going on. Cause we really want you to enjoy this. You're not putting all this effort and time and money into this uh to not be able to enjoy it mm -hmm. the best advice that we got on our wedding day was to mm -hmm. take mental snapshots of moments and i tell you what those are the only moments that i remember that weren't necessarily photographs really that is. someone took it goes so. by so fast and everyone's going to tell you that and you're going to say yeah i know and then all of a sudden it'll be done and it'll, it'll have gone by so fast so Definitely take mental snapshots. Also, we mentioned wardrobe malfunctions. Um, you should probably think about having some kind of sewing kit with you. That's just another pro tip. Especially if you're a DIYer, but many, many, many wedding planners are skilled with a needle and thread. Mm -hmm. And they will probably figure out how to solve a problem way faster and a way better technique than you can ever even imagine. So another plug for <laughs> wedding planners there for you. Uh, so family portraits, um, that depends on your list, uh, and your photographer, but, uh, your family portrait list should be concise and clear and clean, uh, and just include everything that you want on there. So you can make sure you get all of that. Um, obviously the more specific your list is, the longer it's going to take to take those photos. So if you're trying to cut down on that cocktail hour time, and make family portraits less, you need to put bigger groups of people together and don't try to get a f combination of every single combination of people, which we've seen before. Uh, and you can do yes. that if you want, but you, it takes a lot more time if you're trying to do that. We highly, highly recommend not YouTubing or Googling YouTube, not Googling or searching for pre-made ideas for your portrait lists. Um, uh, a lot of photographers don't even give you samples as much because they want to make sure that you are condensing that portrait list to what you really need and what you really want the most. Um, because if you get every single um, orientation and configuration of all the people in your family, then you're going to have a cocktail three hour, not one hour. Yeah. 
And we're pretty flexible as photographers with if you really want a last minute person, you want a photo with them too. We're flexible with that, but we can be even more flexible if you made an awesome timeline with us and your family portrait list is already really awesome uh, because that just gives you more time. We're tall. We're all about giving you less stress and more uh, time freed up in your day to enjoy your day. The worksheet. So on uh, with this presentation, you guys should have a worksheet uh, that we made in Google Sheets and uh, you can't edit the one that we made. So what you'll do and there's instructions on it. Um, I think at the top of the worksheet, but what you'll do is you'll just hit, you'll open that and you'll hit file, uh, make a copy and then it'll make a copy of that to your own Google drive. Or you can, if you don't like the Google, you can download it as like an Excel or numbers file. Um, we just like it being on Google cause you can share it with people that way and stuff. But, uh, so this worksheet, uh, we're excited about it. It's pretty, we might, we're probably gonna start using this. Um, it helps you to. Uh, really think through all these details that we talked about and make a realistic plan. And um, and we're just going to walk through it really fast with you so that you can uh, not feel overwhelmed by it. But the whole goal with this worksheet is just for you to get your most important moments out of your head, uh, to think about the things that you need to think about to make this realistic, and then to just start plugging it in. And the cool thing about this worksheet is it's actually... Uh, it's got a lot of automated stuff on it. So looking at this worksheet, um, it's pretty self-explanatory on here, but basically what you'll do, you'll read these couple instructions and notes, and then you'll come down to step one, and you're just going to answer these questions in these boxes here. And as you answer these questions, they're going to do a couple things to the timeline down below as far as putting target times in here for you to reference. Um, a couple of them, if you say no to them, they're going to cross out a couple things in here. And then once you've got all that set, you just would go ahead and enter your, uh, your time that you're wanting the photographer and videographer to start shooting. So the time they start taking pictures and video, and then everything else on here, uh, will update automatically. Uh, okay. I just did the wrong blank, but everything else will, uh, update down below. So we hope this is helpful to you. Um, we're excited about it. It's got all kinds of little notes and things. Don't be overwhelmed by it. It's just got a nice, uh, kind of mock-up template for you to follow. And like we said before too, don't, um, don't make like this big elaborate timeline and just hand it to your photographer or especially your wedding planner. If you have one, uh, talk to them first and cause they probably have their own system and their own awesome timeline that they want to work through with you. Uh, but this would really help you to get started and at least kind of get an idea of the most important moments. And it will even help you in knowing how much time you need to hire all of these mm -hmm. vendors for capturing your day. So definitely consider going through it and seeing if you can even make it work with the hours that you've already chosen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's everything. Uh, we hope this helps you. Um, we want you to have a plan that you feel like works and that doesn't make you miss any of the things that are important to you. Uh, but most of all, we don't want you to be stressed out and rushed from place to place on your wedding day. Uh, but we want you to be enjoying your wedding day, taking in those moments and cherishing, uh, everything all day long. So we hope your timeline's awesome. We hope your wedding is awesome. Uh, thanks for listening to us talk for a while. 
and uh, we hope these resources are helpful for you guys. And we want to thank the Exquisite event again and Rachel and the Ohio Wedding Collective for all this awesome stuff they're doing. Um, their heart is to help you have an awesome wedding too. So we're glad to be a part of their group um, and just to be on board with this. So thank you. Enjoy the day.